Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. There being no further discussion amongst the craft, I will call episode 211 of the After Lodge podcast. The question, worshipless producer Bruce. Sir? What say you? Uh, I don't, this is a highly irregular way to open this podcast. Irregular is the name of the show, sir. Hold on, let me ask the secretary if this is okay. Hey, Harlan. Yeah, what's up? Is, 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 is it alright to open the podcast like this? Uh, I don't see any rules against it, so that which is not forbidden is permitted. Good enough. All right, uh, Secretary says it's okay, so let's do it. All right, the eyes have it, uh, except for uh, Worshipful Brother Square, who doesn't get a vote. He's the master, <laughs> we don't let him vote. What's yeah, up, Mike? Good evening. So, uh, this is After Lodge Harlan. Uh, broadcasting to you live from uh, the fine, fine city of Dallas, uh, where I am once again sent to repent and uh, suffer for my sins. It's like a uh, purgatory while still on earth. But I'm having a good time. I got to have uh, had some lunch today with Brother Mike. Uh, you know, the some of you may remember the uh, the policeman that was on here bantering cop stories with John. Uh, so we get to hang out today. He had some funny stories, none of which I think I can share. But, hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, before we go any further into this, Mike, um, we invited Scotty from the block to the show uh, for reasons that we will get into in a moment. Uh, his lodge meets tonight, and so I sent him the invite. And then right before we started recording, you said you had texted him, and he said he's still in Lodge, correct? Yes. Okay. Is Scotty from the Block not also known by his alias, Worshipful Scotty from the Block, as in Master of the Lodge he is sitting in? Is that true? Yes. Witness? So he was texting you while presiding in the east over his lodge. Supposedly. Okay, I just wanted that. What I I'm thinking, actually, they closed about 45 minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, that's more or less what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they've already been closed, and he's just you know not wanting to participate in the podcast. Well, I can see why, because uh, the matter for the evening is... Um, is somewhat humorous. Um, I kind of want to stall for John to pop in, but uh, we we had Grand Lodge this week. We are we are hot off the presses of our Grand Communication, uh, where Brother Squared, in his typical fashion, 
Uh, make no apologies about stirring the grand pot. <laughs> and unfortunately, I got a lot of flack for that throughout the Grand Lodge communication. Oh, did you? Everybody thought it was my idea. I'm like, no, he's perfectly capable of upsetting people. Well, you know they're used to the last three or four lame duck masters that Lodge has had. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but, you know, back when Bruce was master, we left Grand Lodge with a fancy smancy plaque. Yeah, it was in the shape of our state, and it said we did a really good job on it. It did. It actually said, good boy, Bruce. It did. It totally said that from, from, the, from the, the big dude. So what, 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 what happened with that this year, Mike? You had like a folder and a, and a portfolio and like a 12 step plan. I'm making my own reward. <laughs> yeah. So, um, at the beginning of the year, we talked about the clipboards and tally sheets and other various and sundry devices that Mike has placed about the lodge. Uh, they are still going. They're still there. I have yet to have my name on any of them for any purpose, but they're still there. <clears throat> um, he is literally taking names. <clears throat> Unfortunately, that is completely unrelated to the state-shaped award that our lodge uh, receives on a fairly regular basis, uh, at least lately. You know, I think Mike's going to get our uh, our new county mayor to issue us a county-shaped award instead. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be bigger than all the other ones we have. Yes. It's going to have to go on its own shelf because it's not going to fit in line with the rest of them anyway. I'm still, trying to, I'm still trying to come up with what to call it. Um, instead of the... You could call it the... Uh, you call it the the Brother Squared Award for uh, for Masonic okayness, yeah, for mediocrity. <laughs> the Master's Mediocrity Award. You did a job. I was thinking along the lines of like you know the Tip Award because we're always the spear of the t the tip of the spear when it comes to stirring the uh -huh. pot. <laughs> oh, there's so much innuendo buried in there. I don't know where to start. Oh. <laughs> uh -huh. Award of media. And I'll, I'll just I'll just come up with some clever uh, acronym for TIP, so it actually would stand for something, you know. Trust in no no we're not. This is a family show. We are not doing this. So <laughs> we uh at the behest Providence. of, of Providence. Bruce, trust in Providence. Oh, there you are. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, we started recording without uh, Sir John present, and based on his conduct last night, I feel like we may have jumped the gun there, Bruce. He totally pulled a Nick on us. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't pull a Nick. Well, I guess Nick's done that once, where he says he'll be there in a minute and then never shows up. Mm -hmm. um, generally, that's not Nick's mo. Well, not the part about telling us he's going to be there. Uh, so we're all on Hangouts waiting for Harlan to get back to his five-star resort or whatever he's doing, and the rest of us schlubs are just sitting at our computer waiting on him for, uh, what was it, like three hours straight or something. 
Harn's like, yeah, I'm on my way back. So finally he gets back. He gets everything set up. He sends out the invite. And I'm word texting John. John's not showing up. It's me and Mike and I guess it was just the three of us. No, Jeff came on. Was uh, Jeff on? Yeah, Jeff was here. But we couldn't do the show without John. Yeah, no word from John. So I sent John a message. He didn't answer. We waited like 20 minutes, eventually gave up and quit. John sends us a message this morning. He's like, sorry, guys, I fell asleep at the keyboard waiting for Harlan. I feel like you embellished that a little, but yeah. close enough. I may have added words he didn't say, but well, he meant them. You know, I'm, I'm in a different time zone than Pennsylvania, so Is that it's still hard math for you, buddy. Well, no, it's just, you know, my evenings normally run late. Uh, that's why we do the show at 8 o'clock. And so you're talking doing the show at seven o'clock while I'm out of town, literally doing nothing else but working. I am sacrificing my billable hours and livelihood to hang out with you brothers tonight. Did you hear that? Yeah, but working, huh? That sounds almost the polar opposite of what you said before we started recording, Harlan. Hey, yeah, my wife was listening. When you wipe that glitter off. Glitter off. Hi, honey. I love you. I miss you. I'll be home soon. She knows I'm just kidding. Uh, so John says T minus five minutes. I guess this would be a good time to go to a commercial break. Um, except we have those? Oh, except we have no commercials. Yeah, I mean, well, not since Canada Dry 10 dropped us. And Well, it turns out once you've been sponsored by Canada Dry, uh, no one else wants to sponsor you. Huh. So your sponsors well, have dried up? I mean, y'all can start talking about your thing. Have you decided how much you're going to say about that? My thing. Which thing? Big, big thing where we didn't get the state shape trophy? Why we didn't get the... the I'm talking about shape? the event as a whole and the other things that oh. happened during it. Yeah, okay. So, um, well... We got started into the uh, the legislative items. Um, one of which, of course, was my well. Three of which were my personal favorite pet issue of uh, not doing masonry wrong and conducting business on the inner apprentice degree, like every sensible jurisdiction always has, including ours. Uh, and it, of course, got shot down with flying colors, like it does every year. And we are already drafting next year's proposal, and we're just going to keep reintroducing this until they let us have what we want. Um, then, meanwhile, they're a, all like, "How many times are you going to bring this up?" And we're uh, like, "Well, it passes." Yeah, basically. Well, it's fun this year. Is that's essentially what the grandmaster said. <laughs> Somebody asked that question, and and he was trying to be diplomatic, but the gist of it was, "Yeah, they're just going to keep doing it." So. I guess get used to it. Um, and it's true, except every year the number of lodges who have seen the light continues to grow. So at some point, we'll get there. Um, we also had a, one particular measure, which our lodge actually supported, uh, and it related to requiring that we waive dues for uh, brethren who have uh, a mental incapacitation. Which is totally unintentional. Um, we, we do that anyway. We do that already. So, of course, we supported that. Just 
on a statement of principles ground. And we had a lingering question because the way the amendment to our Book of Constitutions was worded, it did not make clear that the Grand Lodge would be waiving their assessments as well. So Mike decided to stand up and ask that question. <laughs> and then he killed the whole measure. It was not it was not intentional. It was just one of those questions that we yeah. had mentioned. No, we were all giving him hell when he yeah, Mike when we recessed and we're like, Worshipful, we wanted that one to pass. Why did you kill it? Stop asking questions. Uh so it was worded such that, it, like, it was open for interpretation? I don't, yeah, like... Yeah, basically. It was open for... Because it said dues and not assessments, and everywhere else in our Constitution, dues and assessments are mentioned separately. So, and this amendment just said dues. But it said the Grand Lodge and the Subordinate Lodge were dues. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but anywhere that it's not specified, dues includes assessments. Right? No, uh, it's actually no. quite the opposite. Really? So yeah, um, because dues are for the lodge, and assessments are paid by the lodge. Yeah, but when you say when, when somebody asks what are your lodge dues, and you give a number, that number is going to include the assessments. Uh, well, it does because our lodge sets its dues and includes the grand lodge assessments. Um, some lodges break them out. If you if you get your dues notice from me here in the week or so. We'll actually see there there's separate line items on your dues notice. Uh, we just collect both because lodges here are the tax collector for the Grand Lodge. Kind of like your employer withholds your federal taxes on your paycheck. Sounds strangely familiar. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what we do. Um, but I, I got to experience that gut-wrenching gut feeling every time I was sitting back there with Jeff and Ray and company. Grand Sensor Bob grumbling and grumbling. We're talking about our Grand Lodge, John. And then I would hear Most Worshipful Grand Master, this is Brother Squared from the After Lodge Lodge. And <laughs> and then like I, I would pucker up and be like, Oh god, what's he doing now? What's he doing now? <laughs> did, did the entire like seven hundred people room sigh when he when when he said that? No, no. I think it was just me. Um <laughs> but he did well. He represented us well, even though he killed a very important piece of legislation incessant questioning um otherwise I, that was not on purpose but man i was like everyone else's reactions when i brought up that point yeah the um, whole crowd was all like murmuring and stuff the next thing you know it got killed <laughs> and then i almost spoke last year on on during this time and literally the only reason i didn't is because i looked over and uh, our mutual buddy Steve, the the one who can get Harlan to do any Masonic thing under the sun, gave me a look, and that look said, "Don't say anything." So I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, my my buddy for Grand Lodge was uh, Scotty from the Block, and we yeah. were sitting there next to each other, and Scotty said, "Anything you say, I'll second it." <laughs> yeah, and that could have ended really badly. Like, mm -hmm. so we're at lunch. On, on election day, and then uh, Mike's like, yeah, we're going to nominate you for Grand Master, and Scotty's going to second it. <laughs> like, oh, y'all, y'all, no. And then I was terrified the whole time that they'd actually do it just for giggles. <laughs> and nobody would believe, because 
because nobody wants to believe that that was all a gag, and so they would think that I was somehow gunning for some kind of hostile takeover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so thank you for not doing that. But on the election note, uh, there was a big upset this year. It was uh, the first time I have ever seen that happen. Um, We had a bunch of candidates for Grand Junior Warden. Uh, one of which was favored by most of the members of our lodge. Um, And every year here in our Grand Lodge, like most Grand Lodges, there's a, there's a one candidate who everybody just knows is the guy, right? He's just the guy. Uh, Usually he's a member. He was not the guy. Usually he's a member of the Grand Lodge that year, like in one of the appointed offices. Um, Not always, but sometimes, but you can recognize like the guy, the guy that's going to take it. I've always been able to say, well, you know, I'd rather have this brother, but, you know, we all know that that brother has this in the bag, like that guy. So I think this year everybody else had the same thought. And so they're like, well, that guy's going to win anyway, so I'm going to vote for this dude that I'd rather have just because why not. So we have this electronic voting thing now, so the results pop up instantaneously on the screen. And the first round of voting came up, and the guy – was was way behind like way way behind and the whole room was just stunned because everybody knew that he was the guy and he was going to win and then he didn't win and then our lodge's preferred guy well certain members of our lodge's preferred guy uh he he ended up winning in the end after several rounds of voting and he was in shock like absolute shock I went up to congratulate him after we recessed and I was joking with him. Like, so you did pack a tux, right? And he's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, thanks. I, 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 I gotta go. Like he's, he's so flustered and, and just completely taken aback. And it was a very sincere display of, of flattery by, by the grand craft or I guess being flattered. Or maybe that's not the right word, but you know that feeling when it's just completely unexpected. Oh. Like he had figured out that you know he wasn't winning this thing. There was no way on earth because he wasn't the guy. Like everybody knew who the guy was. I, for one, am totally okay with how that vote went. No, uh, I mean we are too. Like I'm very happy because for once my first choice actually won an election in the grand craft which has never happened well it happened with the past grant has been but he ran out of pose so i'm not counting that uh, of course he was the first my first choice he was the only choice all right um, uh, super important question yep. what was the music played during the voting oh the jeopardy <sighs> yes so we didn't do William Tell this year. That was last year. And I really <laughs> I really wanted to bring a bow and arrow in the second day <laughs> shoot an apple off of the Grand Treasurer's head when that song. But um, the Tyler wouldn't let me in the door with my bow. So. Mm. You know, the Grand Master got to roll in with his giant-ass bicycle, but I can't bring my bow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... But we had fun. It was uh, it was one of the one of the better Grand Lodges in recent memory, uh, with the exception of the fact that Brother Ray abandoned me for our traditional lunch, and so I had to go by myself. And I took along Brother Squared and Jeff and Grand Censor Bob and Scotty. 
We took Scotty. So isn't that not going by yourself? Well, I wasn't with Ray. And let's face it, none of you guys are Ray. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> true. I'm not Ray either. I mean, that, that's no slide on you guys. We can't all be like... None that. of us are Ray. Yeah. <laughs> he is one of a kind. <clears throat> uh, but we've been going to the same place for lunch the first day of Grand Lodge since as long as he's been a Mason, I think. Uh, so. Which is funny because Bob was absolutely convinced that always the first day. Is that a local thing? No. Um, hmm. John, do you have those things? Which things? Definitely <laughs> local. Is it? Yeah. Crap. Sorry. Yeah, they are all here. Um. So we uh. We had a good time. Then we went and drank lots of beer. Of, of course, Bob was convinced. He's only been to two of those before. Oh, really? So, a, a re- more recent tradition that's only happened for a couple of years now is uh, we go to uh, the pizza buffet near near the hotel where this all happens uh, to drink lots of beer and gorge ourselves on pizza. Uh, the local chain that Jeff mentioned that hopefully I'll remember to censor. Mm-hmm. And, um, we have a good time with the new district deputy and celebrate another conclusion to Grand Lodge. And except this time, Grand Lodge got done early, so we actually went over there at like noon, so lunchtime, and place is packed. And the buffet is like this little steam table that holds like four pizzas. It's not a good buffet for how big that place is. Yeah, so. Yeah. We went over there, and, and I'm walking with Ray, because he actually went with us the second day. And here comes, like, Jeff and company with their, their plates of pizza. And then I look, and there's a long line. So I get behind them. By the time Ray and I get up to the buffet table, there's, like, just the crummy ground beef pizza, like some edge slices, and a still breadstick. <laughs> so I wait for a minute, and I'm like, well, I guess this is – all I'm going to do for now. I'm just going to grab this and come back for more in a little bit. So I fill my plate, and as I'm walking back, because it's like U-shaped, so the buffet's at one end of the U, and we were sitting at the other side, so you had to walk all the way around. So you can't see the buffet from our table. So I take my plate, and Ray takes his, and as we're walking away, here comes the lady bringing out all these fresh piping hot new pizzas. So I turn around to go back, but before I can get back there, there's like this mass of people standing around just devouring that pizza. So I'm like, forget it. I go back to the table, eat my pizza, and then I decide to go try again. I get back there as they're bringing out another pizza, but there's a mob of people. And by the time I get up to the table, it's all gone. So I have another stale breadstick. And I repeated this exercise. God, how many times did I go back over there? I know there was one time you went right behind me and not only did I get the last plate, but I almost got the last pizza. Like I left a couple of slices just so I wouldn't be that guy. guy. <laughs> you should have taken them and given them to Harlan. I guess like the sixth time I went over I left them for Harlan. I, I got tired, and, and like the buffet was completely cleaned out at that point. So I just stood there next to the steam table, looking like a moron. <laughs> and I stood there and waited. Waiting but for pizza? That was that was that time. you. And I waited, and I don't know how long I was over there. It was a little bit. No, it was three minutes after the buffet ended, so you no, were just staying like, there. Well, no, the lady All sad and hungry. 
another pizza, but it was like the one kind I didn't want. It was like that ham pineapple stuff or whatever. And I'm like, well, damn. So then I stood there and waited because every other time I've been over there, she'd bring one out and then come back with another one, right? And restock the whole thing. Stood there and waited for a while. There's a big line of people behind me, like looking at me like, are, are you going to get some pizza and go? We're, we're hungry. So finally I caved and I get some pineapple stuff. And of course, as I'm walking away, here comes the lady. <laughs> At that point, I just gave up. I paid my tab and we left. Uh, Should have ate a salad. I I can't, man. It's it's the it's the close of Grand Lodge. I gorge on pizza and beer, and then I pass out in my car for a nap before I drive home. Um, it's a tradition. Uh, Grand Lodge is all about tradition. Uh, some years I actually go watch the, the grand installation, but I knew I wouldn't have been able to stay awake this year, so I didn't. Uh, I actually went back in, and I started to go on up to watch it, but I was like, and eh, no. I should have gone because I really wanted to see our grand junior warden installed. Uh, but that, that was the only reason I started to go up. But I, I've fallen asleep during the installation in a previous Grand Lodge session, and it's a very bad feeling when you wake up and realize that everyone saw you sleeping. Uh. So, um, mm. yeah, and, and I didn't bring a tuxedo this year. so You have to have a tuxedo just to watch it? Uh, you don't. Uh, it, that, that's just a... Harlan does. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm well, surprised well, Harlan doesn't bring a tuxedo for stated business meetings. Most of the guys are... Uh, I do to my other lodge. Five minutes away. Um, Your other well, lodge doesn't count. Most of my... Uh, most of the other guys there are wearing formal wear uh, in the middle of the afternoon, because that's another thing that Masons do. Uh, whenever <laughs> you see a bunch of guys in tuxedos at 2.30 in the afternoon, there's right. a very high probability they are Freemasons. Or they're dudes coming from a wedding, but most likely Freemasons. That's like our, our trademark is... We have no sense of formal dress. Yeah. We we wear formal wear in the afternoon. Well, it's like your, uh, uh, your crowning. Well, they told you to wear uh, Oh, I am so glad tie. I had that chat. Uh, no, I, I wore a tuxedo because that's what the letter said. Well, it said the dress code was formal, like black tie. Um, I'm like okay and then but the the crowning was at like 1pm and we had to be there in the morning and so my immediate thought was oh I don't own a morning suit I never do formal stuff in the daytime so I'm like going around town to like consignment stores and everywhere else trying to find a damn morning suit (laughs) And then I had a chat with the with our uh, our personal representative, and then he was like, oh, "Oh, yeah, don't do that. Just wear a tux. Everybody just wears a tux." I'm like, "But in the morning." <clears throat> and what am I, a farmer? Uh, yeah, but David <laughs> Riley. That's a. <laughs> um, but he bunch of heathens. He did inform me that I would look quite out of place in actual morning formal wear, so I am glad that I talked to him and wore a tux. Because the the thing about about like men's dress and and dress codes is 
it's far worse to stick out than it is to be under or incorrectly dressed. If that makes sense. Oh like, yeah. You don't want to be the guy that that sticks out. Like that's that's worse than just wearing the wrong thing. So I wore a tuxedo in the morning because everyone else was. It didn't help that while I was walking from the parking garage to the Scottish Rite Temple, I felt very out of place because there was no one else around. People are walking by me like, who's this guy in a tux? Well, I mean, come on. And downtown, you know, every, every downtown's got that one guy somewhere. He's probably walking around in a tux. Which uh, way to the I'm sure you can, go, you can go out out anywhere. You'll probably find a guy in a tux at a really weird time. No, we've got... Uh, but at least you only had a few feet to walk. We've got our sailor brother who walks around town, but he's in a pinstripe suit with a silk tie and a nice hat. Yeah, don't be hating that. Yeah. I don't, uh, his name is also John, as it happens. <laughs> the guy that we talked about on previous yeah. episodes. Rolls in late to lodge and greets the worshipful master with, Never fear, the Navy's here. Oh, <laughs> Christ. In like some super pimped out suit of some kind. Um, yeah, his uh, he's a fun guy. His past master's photo, he straight up looks like a uh, pimp or mafia don, one of the two. Nice, don pimp. So I, that was I approve. in a nutshell. Um, Scotty was supposed to come and I guess cheer his banter uh, because we took him to a pasta joint before he informed us he had food allergies that precluded him from eating basically everything on the menu. He knew good and well where we were going before we got there, though. Well, he didn't go with us to the pizza place, at least. Yeah, that would have been so much worse. Um, but it, it, was, it, was, it was good fun, Bruce. You missed out. We, uh, uh. And, and I actually didn't buy anything from the, uh, from the peddlers. <clears throat> That's okay, Josh. Hey. The only thing I bought was a was a Thor's hammer that has a Masonic logo engraved in it. It's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you did. Is your it's grand, a, is your wait, it's a lapel pin. Money changers oh. in the temple. See, you, you should have got it like proper gavel size because that'd be awesome. Like closing a oh that would be meeting. oh man that would be Sweet. awesome. Just imagine slamming down Mjolnir to close a meeting. Wham! And Don't only the master have ideas now. Come on. Oh. And, and, and and make make there be like a giant magnet lock under the master's chair that locks it to the to the thing, and oh, only the master, master knows the switch. Oh, that would be great! Be only the master better. knows the combination that disables the magnet to where you can lift it. It'd be even better if you open lodge by dropping the gavel, and lightning shoots out to light the lesser lights. <laughs> I don't. No, I I I bang the gavel and I hit a plate. I hit the light switch that flips the lights on. Yeah, except we use real candles. I see me doing some drunk wiring in my lodge coming up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what I was thinking is all these things you're describing, Mike, can be done. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to figure out how to make a Thor's hammer now. So, Maybe I can buy one online and just engrave the logo onto it. You better hurry. You got like four meetings left. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to do it one day when Bob – I'm going to do it one day when Grand Sensor Bob is uh, – when he's going to be master and he can't lift the gavel. <laughs> the gavel and the stone. 
We're replacing his gavel with a spoon. <laughs> That'd be great too. I can see him doing it. Um, John, does your grand session have like the, the Masonic flea market set up? And yeah, we have our swag. Um, with us, it's not with your crowd in, in my neck of the weeds. It is definitely a flea market because uh, we get like one guy um, whose niche is reselling used shit. Uh, but he goes, but he goes state to state, upper Midwest, and does it. So what does that say? Uh, but our Grand Lodge, we usually have Lauder came in for a while. Uh, a lot of the big, the larger uh, providing companies will come in and set up a booth, and some smaller ones. The closest thing would be like you know to a flea market would be we've got guys uh, a couple years ago we had a dude who set up basically an antique table for Masonic stuff. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, we have, uh, but it's it, it's just everywhere. I mean, there's a shitload of it. Yep, we've got like a whole a small ballroom that fills up with like the all these vendors and their wares, and I, I sometimes it's refer to it as stuff. the bazaar. It's all overpriced. Uh, usually. Yeah. Well, some of it is. There's some under quality. Um, there was a guy that was like. I guess he was a pawn shop guy. Maybe I, I'd never seen him there before, but he was selling like really old rings. And oh, the guy, them. the guy next to the uh, superhero pen guy. Yeah, and and some of those were, they were tempting. But after yeah. my first year at Grand Lodge, I learned a very hard and valuable financial lesson. So every year since then, I I shop on the first day and I make a mental list. And then whatever I still want on the second day, I actually buy. That's what I did. Um, oh, make sure you don't get buyer's remorse. Yeah, I mean that happened. That first year was bad. I spent so much money on all this stuff that I ended up either giving away or throwing away, or it was bad. I I, I almost I was almost Josh that year. Uh, <laughs> What sucked for me is, you know, I was looking at like all the rings, and it's like there were, there there were rings I wanted, rings that fit me, rings I was willing to spend the money on, but none of the three guys selling rings had one that hit all th three of those. So you had some like crazy Venn diagram of circles that didn't interconnect <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, basically. And there was nothing in the middle. The middle yeah. just says shit out of luck. There was no middle overlap. Yeah, like the the one ring that I really liked that fit me, and then the dude told me how much it was. I'm like, yeah, nope, no, I'm not paying that much. I try and limit myself to like twenty, thirty bucks each year. I bought That's a what I Zippo last year. I bought a nice tie the year before, and then I don't remember what I bought the year before that. You can yeah. basically buy anything. I mean, they they've got knights templar uniforms and all the regalia that goes with it you can buy a fez or a sword well, or, i mean you know, one of the big national event i assume he's national is set up there yeah i don't want to drop the name just in case he's not i've already spoiled that once today <laughs> there's everything and it's uh it's yeah like going to a masonic bazaar like, yep. Well, and like, uh, like you, unlike you guys in southern Pennsylvania, you have enough draw because of the nearby states. For us in the northern climates, are far enough away from the coast where we don't have nearly the uh, sales turnout you guys do. 
Because, like, I guarantee you I wouldn't be able to get my hands on a Knights Templar uniform at Grand Lodge in this state. Uh, of course, York Rights the redheaded stepchild, too. But that's probably for quite good reason. Because nobody there can spend the money because they just bought their snow tires for the year when Grand Lodge starts. <laughs> that is true, but I am actually spending less on my snow tires than I am anything Masonic this year. So, oh. well, I just figured you guys do Grand Lodge at the beginning of snow season, so like end of July, right? Yeah, yeah, end of March, same thing. Always snow. Yeah, that's all good. And what, uh, you get a, you get a week of late June, right? With yeah. no snow, pretty much. That's when the mosquitoes come out and carry away small infants, and then, and then it snows again. Carry them back to Canada. Except this year they won't be doing that because they'll be too busy smoking that legal weed. Oh, oh! So I, I saw um, uh, uh, an article on Reddit today. Apparently, the first because you know they're treating weed just like alcohol, even though it's legal, you cannot consume it in a vehicle. And Winnipeg had its first. Uh, citation for driving, uh, while, driving stoned. while stoned in less than an hour after legalization. <laughs> you dumb shits. I love it. Like the comment from the Winnipeg Police Department was something like along the lines of uh, although it's believed that the weed was obtained illegally considering it's not even being delivered yet it's not being delivered until 1am uh, we, dis- uh, we didn't cite for that. <laughs> But boy, were these wankers high. <laughs> I could totally see like a lot of people who would have never done it before in their life just because it was illegal, like doing it then yep. and then having unexpected results. Dude, I got like a Well, this was like the guy was actually actively I'm... smoking it while driving. Yeah, so. no, that's poor form. So, John, are you going to be uh, doing a lot of visiting to Canada in the near future? Yeah. <laughs> I loved Canada before this, and, uh, you know, I might just have to try to give the geef a wing and see what it's like, because that'll be a new one on me. So, of course. Well, you better get over there before Trudeau finishes building that wall. Yeah, he's got a really good house over here, eh? He's going to build a nice hedge. Don't let it fool you. They're too nice to build a wall. <laughs> We're sorry, eh? It's not enough weed for you. It doesn't grow well in Canada. You can't climb over our hedge, but we've made a nice walkway over here for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I love the Canucks. Yes, they're good fun. Um, Which, by the way, if you want to hear some Canadian humor, I've probably mentioned on the show before, go watch Letter Kenny Problems. Brothers, you will not be disappointed. What's it called? Letter Kenny Problems. Just Google it on, or just ping it on YouTube. Uh, it's on Crave TV in Canada, and now it's being carried on Hulu in the United States. You're going to pee yourself. You're laughing so hard. Really? Huh. Yeah. <coughs> uh, the, John, ban- the, the banter's fast, so you southern boys may not be able to keep up, but I have faith in you. <laughs> I'm uh, living in the deep, deep south at the moment. Um I'm down here in Dallas. I was hanging out with uh, Brother Mike for lunch. Um, the the cop we had on a while back that you guys bantered back and forth quite comically <laughs> with all of your cop stories. Yeah. And he showed me some good Texas barbecue. 
Uh, he always knows all the good places to eat down here. Attaboy. Yeah, yeah. Then he got called out to a run, like in the middle of lunch. So I just finished my food. He came back as I was about done. I was going to say, was that awkward or were you just like, good luck, don't die, bye? Yeah, yeah basically. I mean, what am I going to do? Go with him? Yes. Yes. Asked, he said no. <laughs> Hope to see you in time to come back and pick up your. Because he was afraid tab. you were going to hand him your card. I thought ride alongs were a thing. Apparently, you got to do like paperwork ahead of time or something like that. Oh, that's BS. And it's not your phone. Like, I don't think they let they let lawyers do it, even if they're from another state. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. That's probably a, not a bad plan. Um, it's not like he can come screeching up in the car and you know lean out and do the. You boys ever been to Mexico? Get in. <laughs> no. Well, so he did. He did roll up in his in his cruiser uh, one time. I was down here. Uh, he was giving me a lift to lunch because I was actually staying nearby where he works, and. Uh, he just like rolled up in uniform in the car. I'm down in the hotel lobby. He just comes in and like gets me and we walk out and get in his car and leave. And my, my colleagues were somewhat alarmed. Um, Why? What's so strange about an attorney being arrested? <laughs> it, was all, it was all done so nonchalantly that it made it, uh, it made it awkward for people. <laughs> like, wait, what? what just happened? Did Harlan just, and the cop didn't even say anything like he just got in the car. That was, what? what? Harlan, get in the car again. All right. Yeah. It would have been funnier if he, you know, you were waiting inside and he comes in, waves at you. You go back in, he opens the back door. He's like, all right, Harlan, you know the drill. Come on. Even if you do it just long enough to drive away. No, no. See, doing that to ferrets is still illegal in Texas. You see, brother Mike. (laughs) Is is a a fan of this podcast. So what that means is immediately you know a little something about his personality type. I'm not getting in the back of the car. <laughs> what? Why? Whatever do you mean? Uh-huh. I love my brothers who listen to the show, and I also uh, know how much he, they he's going to mark, mark it and make a cigarette run with your ass stuck in the back. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I didn't get to do that while I was down here. I didn't get to go to Lodge because uh, my my buddies at Midlothian Lodge meet on Tuesday, and I didn't get here till yesterday, so I missed again. I haven't been to Lodge in Texas in a year at this point. I think I think they changed their meeting day because they knew I was coming. They actually meet tonight and just lied to me. <laughs> well, it's, Texas Lodge is like the tax rolls, isn't it, where you just have to be there like one day a year to be in good standing? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't actually know. Is that true? It sounds no. like something that would be true. I mean, my apologies a- to any Longhorns I may have insulted. You people are dangerous. <laughs> John, like, no, they, I completely just made that up. There is one. There's one lodge here in Texas that hasn't met in many decades, and it's still not defunct. What? I am, of course, referring to Serenity Lodge, hmm. number two thousand whatever. Uh, no, Infinity Lodge does meet. They Serenity. Oh, Serenity, Serenity Lodge. Lodge. The one on the moon. Yes, it's the one on the moon. 
Yeah, they, oh, they, yeah. they still meet. They they meet at uh, different lodges around the state, but I think it's like once a quarter. Because it's not that much for a life membership to that lodge. I was very well, tempted much, to do it one time. Much like traveling to Europe, it's it's not the stay that's expensive. It's the cost of getting there. Well, you don't have to go. <laughs> Just yeah, send me my like, card. Exactly. What's the point of going to to meet with the brothers from the Moon Lodge if you're not going to go to the moon? See, Elon Musk is fixing that for us, and so maybe my and son will be able to visit Serenity Lodge in its actual oh. lodge hall. That's oh why God, I haven't the actually... Moon Lodge has the best after lodge. <laughs> oh, dude. Although, I will point out that Elon Musk is the prick that is going to start the original traffic jam in space. He did put that car up there. I was about to say, he already started it. He did. I keep waiting to see the awful news story where there's like a near deadly collision between the ISS and that freaking Tesla. Oh, I guarantee you they, they, they told him to put that Tesla somewhere that it's not going to hit the ISS. Is it in orbit or is it just in space? Do you know? I, I don't. I, I just, I'm picturing the face of some cosmonaut in the control center of the ISS. <laughs> Wait. What the they- they did just have that failure 30 miles above the ground. I mean, it may be in a really low Earth orbit. Maybe that's what actually happened is it hit the Tesla. What <laughs> coverage do you think that car has insurance-wise? Uh, given the fact point. that it's insured by Musk, probably a lot. I could, no. I could see Liberty Mutual or somebody Comp doing only. a publicity stunt. <laughs> Comp only. <laughs> Musk the is general. a cheap ass. He's just got enough on there to get the tabs. <laughs> I could see a general commercial one day where it's, you know, we'll insure anybody. Call general. We even insured this car after it was floating in space. To be fair, odds of a collision are really low. Like, that probably more than the, the typical car here. Yeah. Oh, you would hope. Yeah. Well, they I are. Mean, right there's now. a lot of space junk, but still. Given another 20 years of Musk dumping random crap in orbit, maybe that won't be true. <laughs> He's it. He's gonna start a fucking traffic jam. He's he's gonna start an appliance company, and there's like a washer and dryer and stove floating around. <laughs> Hillbillies in space, but they'll be solar powered, so it's okay. Well, there's already a teacup, didn't you know? Oh, that is not... Yeah, no, it'll be be good. There's uh there's all this uh, talk of. I think we're going to have a moon colony sooner than later because the Chinese said they were going to do it, so now we have to do it first. Hmm. Um, I don't know what value there is to that, but at least it's there, and so maybe some guys could actually meet at Serenity Lodge again. Strangely comfortable with that. What do you mean yeah. again? They've They've never had three or more. Yeah, they did. I thought the, the three astronauts. Yeah, but only two went to the moon. Oh, that's right. One stayed up in the command module. Poor Sam. I don't know. I feel like uh, here in Texas, the Grand Master has very broad authority for how he wants to charter lodges where there's no oxygen. I think there's a special provision for that. I'm pretty sure chartering the lodge on the moon kind of was a good sign for that. Like, hey, uh, we're going to do this. Here, here's, here's the dispensation. Go. 
who's going to be that guy that calls out the bylaws violation in charter? <laughs> I don't think Texas has a grand center, Bob. We invite you to our next meeting, Grandmaster. Um, you may want to contact SpaceX. We'll see you up there. You want our charter? You come get it. <laughs> yeah, you go get that some bitch. You're going to need a special suit. Yeah. <laughs> Space suit. <laughs> uh, by the way, the space uh, Tesla is on on its way apparently to Mars. It looks like by its arc. Oh, really? Huh. Yes. Well, I mean, so, he is. So the... not only are we starting a traffic jam in space, we're going to park the first yard car on Mars by just slamming that son of a bitch right it, into is, the planet. Is the car I'm like okay with that? Flying straight as a car would drive, or is it just kind of turning end over end? I I would hope that they've got it going straight but at the same time i think it'd be fucking just fitting if it was doing a complete tumble towards the red planet it doesn't matter if there's a red tesla on the red planet before people get there if that's if that's only if only it was a solar powered one it would be good in charge by the time we get there <laughs> so mike the answer to this is we need to do a fundraiser to get our lodge charter on the next uh, spacex rocket that goes to the moon and then our charter could be on the moon, and then, then then we could say that too. Well, most worshipful, you want our charter? Go get it. Till <laughs> then, we're having lodge. But can't we can't we not have lodge unless the charter is in the building? Semantics. Well, I mean, so technically that's true, but the the corrective action for not having your charter present is to arrest your charter. <laughs> Are they going to arrest the charter? Okay, but there has to be some other action taken against it other than, like, what if somebody just went and hid our charter? That's a very good idea, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can talk Bob into it. Somebody go dig a hole. Bob, if you hide the charter in the safe, they can never take the charter. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Does the, the do the rules specifically say the charter has to be in the room? Yes. Oh. Well, then we'll tear down a couple walls. We'll just bring the safe in the dream, room, guys. We'll move the safe to the east. <laughs> the master can just use it as his desk. Bolt it to the floor. No, don't do that. Don't hire Josh to come in and try to drag it out of there. Drag well, you concrete and rebar behind. I mean, you put it on the floor, on that floor, it's just going to fall through anyway. Yeah. All good ideas that we are having tonight, fellas. This is, the best ideas are born after Lodge. Um, in other news, I just signed another contract with that ACDC reenactment group for our big fair next year. Yay. How did you get them for the same price? Like, I... The same thing we paid them last year, so I'm okay with that. Especially yeah. if we get the uh, the big sponsorship from our caterer that he offered. So, Jeff, the question to ask is how could I not get the same price as last year? Because he saw the crowd that he drew. <laughs> because he literally said to you, yeah, this is the most people y'all have ever had at a show, huh? And you said, yep. <laughs> yep. And Rube. he said, when we talked on the phone about all the reasons he needed more money and that conversation went on for a while and uh, he's playing for the same amount as last year. Hmm. Well, there you go. I have that effect on people. It's uh, 
I did some some religious rituals and I was about I was such, I was so close to making a Jew reference, but come on. You're a little late, Jeff. He's uh he's already done that. Uh, <laughs> it's not fair. How come Harlan can make that joke about himself, but we can't? Oh, we do. Yeah, I was well, going to say. No, you're right. We totally do. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, uh, I've i been called uh, much worse already. But uh, <laughs> long story short is he's uh, he's going to be there, and we're going to write the same check. Huh. So, yep. I'm going to have to drop, buy a plane ticket for that jet. Plus, we don't have enough money uh, to pay him anymore because of the amount of money we're going to have to lay out to get enough freaking porta pots. <laughs> we don't need oh, more porta pots. Right. We just need more porta pot paper. To, no, no, to be don't. honest, John, it's, it's actually it's a it's a pretty good show. Yeah, it, I don't like ACDC, and I enjoyed the show. Right. We uh, we we'll need more toilet paper and hope that the beer guy is more prepared. Instead of his usual like box trailer of beer, I think he's going to bring out the the fifty three footer, the, the actual trailer of beer. I was parking cars in the parking lot, and I enjoyed the show. <laughs> that was a good show. I'm glad he's coming back, and the mayor is happy. Although it's a bit presumptive with the election being less than three weeks away. Um, if the mayor doesn't win, uh, I don't know what's gonna happen because I is there sir I mean I, I didn't know he was running like he had any opposition until well, he doesn't really I saw a sign for another mayor the first one like yeah. last Wednesday yeah the other guy and, so oh, okay. not not a thing that's gonna happen so what you're saying is he's the guy and the guy never <laughs> loses is that, <laughs> that what I'm hearing yeah. I, uh, I think that's what I'm saying, Bruce. And if he does lose, we're gonna have to find some other way to to make some money. Uh, because the mayor is a member of our lodge, and his his preference for having the local lodge do trusted things in the community is is well known. So I doubt that his opponent will share that appreciation. And we may be punished for supporting the other guy, according. Oh. Even though we didn't support him politically, I mean the lodge does a whole bunch of stuff at the mayor's behest. So, yeah, it's kind of the same thing we could potentially run into on the county level. Not correct. So, if both the mayor and Tony lose their city and county mayoral races. We're uh, raising dues. The lodge is closing. That's <laughs> we're raising dues. Yeah. Um, that's, that is what that is. That's, uh, lest you've forgotten, Jeff, that's already happening. I'm aware. We I'm need, aware. uh, we need one of those guys to win. So we <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't shave his beard off and shove him back in the pool box. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause Tony's opponent is from the other lodge. The one that Mike declared war on formally at the beginning of the year. Yep. Um, so I feel like they I mean, will. They kind of started it. They did start Wait, it. What? What did I miss? If Tony loses, uh, we'll be watching the other lodge run our big event that we've built in the county. Yes, but they're not. They're they're going to run it into the ground. Well, These are the guys. That's what they're going to. That's where what, they're going to run what, it. What? What? what John, who came out to our fair last year, and they took 
huge advantage of our goodwill uh, and profited greatly, and we shared none of that profit despite them profiting from our fare. It's fine. We'll uh, we'll talk more about that off the air uh, because we love our brothers, even though Mike uh, says yes. we're not allowed to. And I think I've just committed treason against my lodge by giving <laughs> comfort to the enemy. But uh, uh, we we all joked that by the end of the year we'd have Mike like screaming that lodge's name and some kind of psychotic break, running around with his underwear on his head. <laughs> uh, so he's halfway there. Crafting moment. Well, it didn't help that last year after this big event, the newspaper screwed up the next morning and published this big thing about the big event and how it was put together by that lodge. Uh, really? <laughs> well played. Uh, they did a redaction uh, the next issue, but um, I think that was the beginning of Mike breaking. So at his installation, he had this giant, I feel like the oh, Facebook the thing style. was the beginning of Mike breaking. Yeah, the oh, yeah, next day. First. So then since his installation, he rolls out this old school parchment, like on the old paper with calligraphy on it, and it's this formal declaration of war between our lodges. <laughs> <laughs> Stapled it to the door so that all would know. <laughs> How Wittenberg... You yes. know, I don't think any of them has visited our entire our lodges all year. Yeah, they have. Well, I mean, not, I said not that's the big event. I wouldn't let them in the lodge, but um, they tried. <laughs> this man can hold a grudge, John. You don't ever want to piss him off. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, and then we were talking before the show. Uh, about Mike is going to install Grand Sensor Bob as his successor, um, personally. Oh, are you? So we can we can blame him for uh, for for all of it. Meanwhile, Fun. I'm just meanwhile I'm just thinking it as the ultimate troll. Oh yeah, because then he's going to turn in his demit to join the lodge he declared war on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bob and transfer. Me. Well, you know, I can't fault him for that because I'm kind of thinking about doing the exact same thing in my lodge. So, well, you know, John, if you're looking for a uh, for another lodge to, to join, you know, sure. just saying, we lodge. even better, same concept but better. Um, <laughs> you could pay you know. dues and never make it there. Well, yeah, but if you join the after lodge lodge, um, and then you would be technically in our grand jurisdiction, but you still have a dues card to travel around in, in your part of the country. And then, you know, when you, when you get a, into another tangle with the purple people eaters, you can just hold up your dues card and be like, I'm from another jurisdiction. What now? That's hey, actually figured it out yet, John Harlan has no shame and he will take money from anyone in any state. I'll give you know, him a dues I'm, card for it. You know, I, that's actually not a half bad plan. <laughs> That's a really expensive slip of paper. I though. thought about it too. And, I've been trying to find and, a lodge in Pennsylvania that wouldn't blackball me to do that very thing. At least I <laughs> at least I know I could go to your lodge and not have the immediate instinct to slap the shit out of somebody. Oh no, you no, will. No, you but, will. With <laughs> multiple people. <laughs> We'd probably be on that list. But at least you would be in good company. 
Yes. Well, you see, yes. there, there you go. Uh, I do love my watch. Uh, it's that yeah. love that only brothers can share. Like, yeah, my my lodge has driven me nuts. Where I'm one of three life, I'm the only the third life member, and I'm talking about transferring my membership to somewhere else. No, and I, and I'm the sitting master right now. Brotherly That's love. where it gets bad. Brotherly love is the kind of thing where you're surrounded by guys who, in any other context, you would slap the shit out of, but they're your brothers, so you don't. That's that's good, good Masonic brotherly love, like that kind of thing. Since when? You smacked the crap out of me all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, but we were we were kids and we were brothers. That's that's how that works. Like, he didn't he didn't take the oath yet. Yeah. Well, you... that and like we're blood brothers are a special category. That was don't literal brotherly love, not metaphorical brotherly love. Don't you guys have an exemption in your in your? Uh, in your whole spiel about violence between brothers, and then it like actually excludes, you know, blood brothers. You can hit them. Uh, I'm sure it does, but I just probably yeah. tuned out because I just yeah. choose to hit yeah. whoever. But that's true too. I mean, now you're starting to sound like Bruce, just smacking everyone around, <laughs> or Tony breaking ashtrays over people. Yeah, well, <laughs> he does. That's uh, a thing that happened. Well. Uh, Mm-hmm. Mm. So, Mike, my wife is trying to uh, trying to compel me to go on some trip during installation, and I am resisting. But perhaps you should tell her how much it would mean to her for me to be there, or to you for me to be there. Yes, that you have to be there. I mean, not literally. That's what I, that's what I said. What's hmm. the trip? I, I don't. She wants to take some kind of outing and leave the kids with in-laws. And... Mm. Yeah. We've never done that since we've had children. Duty or booty? That's what your mm. choice is. I know, and I shouldn't have to make that choice. <laughs> this is America. You shouldn't. I should be able to have both. And you shouldn't be hesitating this much. Because as another guy who's married with kids... You can go to Lodge whenever you want. John, John, this is a podcast. I'm trying to put on a show. I'm just, yeah, well, they can. <laughs> it's audio and people can see you're full of shit. That's all for I'm saying. Record, <laughs> um, for, Carlin, for the record, uh, you know, I can volunteer Kristen to, to babysit the kids at any time that you and Alyssa need a, uh, a night off. So not, not just that weekend. Yeah, the problem, Mike, is that's how I got into this mess. So, well, you can't get into that mess anymore. Yeah, yeah that, that problem's been fixed. Hippa, 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 hippa. Didn't you take the wheels off the cannon? Let me just close in my personal health information. You mean you mean that personal health information that we had half an episode talked you, you and John sharing <laughs> oh, yeah, more yeah, stories? Yeah, because did, did, well, did you like, forget you did that? Yeah. And I, I will point out that Hartland went off more on a jag about my personal health information. Because <laughs> he was talking yeah. about the kind of thing that we had done and John had done and pulled out of the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It so, only applies to him, apparently. Somebody reached in the tool bag and pulled out a couple of wrenches. Okay, yeah, we got it. <laughs> I feel like it was a little more sophisticated than that, but... Marginal, yeah, but... Yes. 
Those were it was a dark day in my life. Oh. oh. Let's talk about something else, please. <laughs> so Harlan's not getting stupped. He's going to the lodge <laughs> meeting because boy, that's more fun. Um, well, I have to witness the installation of Grand Center Bob after five years of of stalking the podcast. He has uh, he he will finally manage to assert his dominance. Uh, you can look away. Oh, you sure you, that's, you that, sure that's you what I'll be doing. Send, you sure you don't want to send my lodge a dues check? Uh, I'm not sure about that actually, but I, I still want I still want a lodge in Pennsylvania to take me in because the irony is too severe to pass up. <laughs> and then I can be like, uh, sorry, most worshipful, I uh, I belong to the uh, ancient. Free and accepted Masons. As if that would work. Not, I'm no longer a ham. Yeah, I don't think that would get me very far, but at least I would get some chuckles on the way out, you know. Um I need to find like the world's smallest, most randomly placed Grand Lodge that's still in good standing with UGLE. Hmm. I don't. I, if it's like the Grand Lodge of Moose Nut Island, Singapore, whatever. I was gonna say it's gotta be an island somewhere. I hear Barbados is, uh, is is in good regularity. They're like, hey, can I become a dual member without having to ever visit? I'll send you money. That always works. You have to do it while you're on vacation and, and do all your stuff down there in in Barbados. Yeah, but I don't like the heat. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, never mind. I'll just drink more of these. I'll be okay. That's okay, John. You, uh, <laughs> I will. I will happily send you the necessary paperwork to enact this process, so you can give me money. <laughs> and I'll even mail you back a dues card. There's a just a, a log jam of wholly inappropriate jokes that are just coming to my mind right now that I'm trying to just stifle. Because we've already traipsed over the whole Jew thing. I do have to recommend, John, that you wait a couple months. Why? Because the current master is a douche? No, because we're going to raise our dues. No, because the current year is up in a couple months? (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. Um, I mean, I can wait. Dues are just going up anyway. You have to do it now. No pressure. Uh... I'll see if I join Pennsylvania, then I can also officially become uh, Northern Jurisdiction Scottish Rite, too. Right? Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, you just ruined my whole plan, John. I just, I threw up my mouth a little bit when I said that, so I'm just telling you. you ruined my whole plan. <laughs> All right, I guess Minnesota it is. Um, I still find that very amusing that Minnesota is Southern. No, you're not the only one, boy. Oh, let me tell you. Because <laughs> Wisconsin this. ain't. We should try to get into this whole grand representative game and see if we could talk our respective grand lodges into exchanging us as uh, as grand reps instead of whoever they have now. My lo- my grand lodge would not have the insanity to send me anywhere on their behalf. Well, but that's just it. You would be the the. 
you would be our Grand Lodge's representative near your Grand Lodge and vice versa. Well, that would work because your Grand Lodge has never met me. And oh, I'm for, sure they know. Everybody, everybody that listens to the podcast, I just want to point this out. <laughs> this isn't a fucking act. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Surprise. So. Oh, gosh. Well, I'll let our new Grand Master have a few days to get broken in before I start the paperwork on you, John. <laughs> uh. Most worshipful? I know this guy in Minnesota who wears a mighty nice set of clown shoes who can probably help you out. <laughs> mm. Our new GM is a, uh, he's a lawyer and his uh, commemorative pen has the scales of justice on it. Nice. He's representing. But I'm... Yeah. I'm glad somebody got it. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bruce, fired. Bruce made a rock joke on our Slack channel, and everybody's gonna give me crap about representing. <laughs> it was a good joke, though. It was a good joke. I just didn't catch it until it was all way past. Nobody did, which is what ruined the joke. Yeah, no, no, I caught it as soon as I saw it. I didn't see it until it was too late to to do anything with. Uh, well, so, come on, Gorf it up. Oh, Nipples was saying he was. He was aggravated about something, but he misspelled it and said aggregated. And then Bruce yep. said, sounds like a rocky problem. <laughs> and then Nobody like, caught 20 it. 20 minutes I later. 10 minutes later, I had to point out the joke just to make sure somebody could appreciate it. <laughs> Some petty like that. Uh, hey, I is pre- this thing on? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bruce, now you know how I feel, except it's not because of communication delays. I get that feeling in real time. <laughs> In fact, uh, my my college buddies coined the term Harlan joke um, to describe those like rim shot jokes that go nowhere. But I think they're hilarious. Waka waka waka. Yes. Oh, so my my daughter's gotten really into the Muppet Babies. And so whenever she says something she thinks is funny, she just like cracks herself up and says, waka waka. (laughs) The other day she's standing next to the table, like trying to climb on my wife who's sitting at the table and she's saying something silly and she's like laughing because none of us get it, but it's hilarious in her brain. Except then she falls. You hear her hit the floor and then she goes, waka waka. Mm. perfect it was i it was another one of those nights where i just kept laughing all night like i just kept thinking about splat (laughs) waka waka uh the kid cracks me up sounds like uh, some lodge experiences i've had she's been sick all week and uh you know she's in preschool and everybody has a job in preschool uh, and they switch jobs every week. And for nine weeks now, she's been coming home talking about her job, and but how she can't wait to be line leader because that's like the best job. Oh, it was her God. turn to be line yeah. leader. And of course, she has been sick all week and hasn't been to school, nor is oh. she going tomorrow. And I'm like emotionally invested in this this preschool affair of, but but she's line leader. Like, I'm trying to, like, negotiate with the teacher. Like, you don't understand. 
how much she's been talking about being line leader for like nine weeks. Uh, Y'all got to work something out. I, I mean, I know the rules, but come on. Yeah, my my kid was the same in preschool, and line leader was a big deal. We actually yeah. but we we actually got talked to because um, honor guard commander. So Jack, his first day of being a line leader starts off with forward. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting conversation to have. That's fun. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, good. All the pre-K kids are going to charge the gates. This is that's uh, Daddy's fault. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm uh, going to mosey my way. But how long have we been doing this? Have we wow. given the audience their adequate need? About an hour now. Yeah, a little over an hour. It's so been I, when I, I at least an hour ago. John's it's, honor guide call reminded me of uh, the Black Knights are here in the hotel. Um, the I think it's the lacrosse team. They were down in the bar. I kind of want to go hang out with them. Not not to slight you guys. Of course you do. Yeah, come on, man. How often do I randomly run into a large group of West Pointers? Uh, not often. Uh, he's a net bunny. <laughs> I just want to see how things are going. I want has to see nothing to do with West Point. He likes them little cross boys. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's that. At least it's not uh, Duke. I never said it was the boys, John, by the way. Touche. Well done. You sexist jerk. Yeah. Although, from never mind. I'm going to shut my dick holster before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> you, you did say Actually, knights, though. I don't think women can be knights. The black uh, knights. West Point, the army can. black knights. Uh, yeah, no, I was wondering. What they were the... going to name them the white knights, and they realized that might be a bit of a problem. <laughs> well, that name was already taken <laughs> by the previous military academy in Charleston. Um it's no longer operating. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of of white knights, have you have, have I mentioned the uh, the smile. shenanigans that the um the 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 web the Facebook page that Harlan? Oh, yeah, John's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not John. Uh, what, what did they do? Uh, Jeff's Jeff's uh, other lodge had a a Facebook page to promote its fish fry fish fry lodge for you know no good reason, and it was a very popular, well published and you know highly broadcast page. Except the guy running it uh, got into some issues and is no longer with the fraternity, so he still controls that page. So he's been posting all kinds of like racist crap. All over the this lodge's what everyone who's not connected to the lodge thinks is official Facebook page. Oh yeah. Lord. Um, oh, and it's blatant. Like uh, he took a picture, and I'm a. Uh, it's it's a picture that I actually took at our installation of all of our officers together, and he took it and captioned it about uh, you know whites need or only whites need apply, and goes on about you know in the hundred years that this organization's been around no co- people of color have ever been allowed in and i'm sitting there i'm like dude you you know that 
It's like we just initiated a Mexican, and when I say Mexican, I I, I mean like an actual Mexican. Yes. Like, I like that. the only reason he's not moved up is he went back to Mexico. Yeah. He went back to Mexico to be with his family. Of course, he realizes that that's that's not the point. And the then, point uh, but well, watch the Who the is thing this that the, he is a a disgruntled former brother. And that's about the most description I'm giving him to people who keep asking online. Understood. But uh, this he, he was kicked out. Like he had tr- uh, Masonic charges brought against him for uh, it was actually for disobeying the master. Well, um, he's out. I think is the the short point. We may want to end that there. But yeah, right, but, he's yeah. he's gone, and now for whatever reason has revived this page and. People have been trying to report it through Facebook channels and do something, but um, actually, so- he never got rid of the page because he kept using it to advertise a local church's fish fry uh, back during Lent. So, is, while, is uh, it- while ironically I- using pictures taken from inside of our fish fry, like our lodge hall, and a picture oh, of nice. his dad cooking fish at our lodge hall, and but advertised it like the local church was. Like, I mean, dude. so it, it, does he have control of your your largest Facebook page or is it a former it's, Facebook page that he still has it is of? the fish fries former official page the so reason yes the reason it, it, that he had the issues was because of the things he was doing back when it was still the official page and a new one was created and uh, conversations were had and they didn't go well and now he is not affiliated with us anymore but uh, he never gave up control of the page it's he started the page so it is his property and we can't tell him what to do his words I mean he's technically not wrong well he's wrong but unfortunately he's he's and he's leading himself or leading the general public to believe that he is officially representing our lodge and fish fry while posting, you know, blatantly racist information, misleading information. Uh, yeah, it's All right. Thanks, John. I just got a text from my wife that says duty or booty, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad I am uh, thousands of miles away from. Love you, Lisa. Love <laughs> you. And uh, well, guess yep. I got the hotel room all to myself. And <laughs> is that so you can cry on your pillow, or so you can box the clown? Yeah. Or box. I guess that means I guess that means you're not going to be at installation night. I don't know what it means. All it means is, John, I'm second-guessing my offer to help you affiliate with our lodge. <laughs> you are dangerous to my well-being, sir. As I <laughs> I will give you my piece of brotherly advice, being the, well, apparently the elder statesman on the show tonight, which is scary. Um, as I point out to my brothers is, you know, before I go to any Masonic events, I eat my dinner at home with my wife. And they always ask me why. <laughs> I'm like, well, one... I like domestic tranquility. Two, I like my domestic cable tow to be long 
Three, I don't want my domestic cable toe wrapped around my neck thrice and choke the life out of me. Hmm. You, uh-huh. sir, need to take care of that problem. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, <laughs> I told you she was listening. Yeah, and you just heavy side. Guess what? <laughs> that was your fault for sending her the live feed. Yeah, I know. See? I think we all knew she was listening. Yeah. She's like well, the, kinda, it, that was kind of the point. Yo, we kinda, only have seven listeners. It's not that hard to keep track of. There's five of us and my wife and some anonymous guy from Kenya. <laughs> but he's a prince. <laughs> Send me your money. No, we still got uh, we still got one guy that, that emailed me uh, that night that I accidentally pasted the link because I opened my RFC client, but I was in the uh, the free node Python channel, and I pasted and sent before I realized that it went to like all six thousand or whatever Python developers. <laughs> <laughs> that was the night we had a whole bunch of people watching the live feed. He, nice. um, you still got one that regularly watches. Yeah, yeah, he's a brother who happened to just be there, and uh, oh, so that was going to be my next question. But he he listens to the podcast now. Huh. Um, yeah, it was it was all by accident. So you know, maybe I accidentally pasted the link somewhere, and so they just get strange people listening in. Well, you know, at least somebody does because Nick doesn't. So. <laughs> No, I can't. I can't make it through a whole show without taking a shot at him. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he's such an easy target. Well, that's true. Actually, I'm glad you did that, John. He might have got his feelings hurt if we we didn't mention that that he wasn't here. Nick, I missed you. I mean, you're a douchebag in the most brotherly way, but I missed you. <laughs> Come hang out just with us. I'm just kidding. I like you guys. I, I like you, Nick. I just got brotherly way. You're about to have a baby. We we want to see you before you go. Right. Well, and we want to see you after because we all want all want to like you know chuckle and wring our hands at your yes. demise because we're <laughs> we're all on that dark side and we're waiting for you to join us. The the before and after photos are more dramatic the closer we can get to the before point. So Nick, we need you back on the ship. Yo, oh, yeah. he's already not here for seventy percent of the shows, and he doesn't even have a kid. When he has a kid, he's not going to be here for two hundred and twenty-five percent of the shows. Well, I think he will because he's going to be up late anyway, holding this baby with nothing else to do. So, hmm. I recorded yeah, maybe I recorded a small number of podcasts holding my son. That's yeah. It. Well, no, because he's still going to be shopping at, like, fucking Crate and Barrel and shit. For, no. like, artisan wooden pacifiers and, like, organic, <laughs> you know, farm-to-table diapers and shit. <laughs> Baby Gap is a real thing, Harlan. That wasn't a joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, y'all. Just remember, Babies Are Us is playing? like infant Las Vegas. Don't do it. Oh, Worshipful, I think it's time for you to drop that Thor's hammer. He's gone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he uh, pulled a John. No, no this, is like, this is like real watch. You know, I'm here. You want to wrap the hammer or what? Um, I don't really have a hammer. It's on your lapel. 
Yeah, just... Oh, I, f- I forgot where I put it. I'm waiting for a bike bell. Ring! Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Let me find it. I've got this. Here it is, here it is. Hang on. Are you ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I heard Hold that. on. Hold on, I got a bottle. <laughs> Hold on, I got a bottle opener. I know it's a big shock. Hang on. No, I'm just fucking with it. Wow, that is the, <laughs> <laughs> the actual Thor. He did drop the actual Mjolnir on you. I just wanted Those to point you that out. In the audio <laughs> format, uh, he just showed us that lapel pen, and he's holding it between his thumb and index finger and tapping the tape. It, it, it's like if Barbie was working in an arc welder shop. It's about that size. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Norse Barbie. <laughs> well, she's not already. She's blonde and skinny. Uh. All right. Well, I guess uh, we will move to call the question on episode 211 of the After Lodge podcast. You can uh, find the show notes for previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. Wait, but he no, hasn't I'm, been here in so long. I just I, I didn't want you to miss him too badly. We yeah, gotta yeah. pinch hit the stupid parts. I mean, you can, uh, <laughs> you can find us on or, or shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else podcasts are delivered to you. Leave us or at, on three distinct venereal diseases.org. Well, <laughs> and of course, you too can get your very own Masonically engraved Thor's hammer uh, wherever Masonic flea markets are set up. So until next week, brothers, we will see you on the other side. Hopefully, not from Dallas. Bye. <laughs> Slide you. Later. <laughs>